Hello and welcome to tonight's uh, Bible teaching. Now I'm going to share some things tonight that were on my heart. Uh, as I was preparing today's message, um, the Spirit of God began to direct me in a particular direction. Uh, and obviously always I, I endeavor to listen to where the Spirit of God is leading me and what to say. Um, but I had some things and I was continuing along the lines that I've been teaching. Uh, but it just didn't seem quite right. And uh, as I began to pray and seek the Lord, he put something very simple in my heart, but very powerful. And something that I believe, uh, he, he just wants me to bring back to people's attention. Now, some things we talked about a few months ago, I'm going to come at it from maybe a slightly different angle. But, you know, sometimes it's very easy to, to let truths slip. The Spirit of God maybe can emphasize some things and can draw our attention to some things. But, you know, as we begin to hear other truths, we get our attention focused on other things. You know, some of these truths we, we, we tend to forget along the way. And uh, the times that, you know, the Spirit of God knows that there's certain things that he needs to draw us on. And we need to see it until we get it. And we need to stay in it until we get certain truths. And I believe in the day in which we live and the things that God is wanting to do through the body of Christ on this earth, in our nation, in your nation, in every nation, there's some things that he wants us to get a hold of. And there's, I believe he wants to get us into a position for some things. Uh, and sometimes you see, sometimes in order to do that, it's, it's the simple truths we need to get a hold of. Uh, and, and very often people are looking for some deep, uh, remarkable truth that's going to just be the answer and cause revival and cause all things to happen. But very often in order for God to do what he needs to do, there's some simple truths that he's looking to and he'll highlight these to us. So I'm going to highlight some things the Spirit of God drew to my attention today as I was preparing and I believe it's because he's saying you, we need to see this. We need to get this. We need to understand the importance of this truth. Now, I'm going to start in Acts chapter 6. Uh, if you remember months ago, we were talking about Stephen and the manifestation of the power of God, the miraculous through his life. And I'm going to start on one of the verses we were teaching. And, and we're going to remind ourselves of some things and then stir your heart. That's, tonight's going to be simple. It's going to be a basic, simple message. No great new revelation here. But I believe if you'll open your heart, God, the Spirit of God's going to stir some things. And He's going to draw, draw re, refocus us a little bit in one or two areas to, to make sure that we are pursuing this particular thing that He wants us to. Uh, Acts chapter 6 and verse 8. It says, And Stephen full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Now, it, 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 the way that's written, you can see that it's showing there is a link between the fact that he was full of faith and power and the fact that God manifested through him and that God was able to use him in a particular way. Sometimes we think that it's just all, you know, up to God, up to the Lord, who he chooses, who he uses. But I believe more and more as you study the word of God, you'll find that there are some things upon us. There are some things that that, you know, the spirit of God will will call. He'll send out a call. He'll say, I need people to do this. But he waits for us to respond. He's looking for a response from us in some areas. 
And very often in order to flow through us the way he wants to, there's some things that he knows we need to see and we need to function in. And one of them is the importance of this truth we see here. Again, this is so simple. Don't don't despise the simple truths. But it's it's easy to see something for a week or two or a month and then to, to, to pursue it and then to let it slip. And you see, the enemy is a master of distraction. The enemy is a master of getting... What is distraction? Distraction is when you get people to focus on one thing in order so that they don't see something else. See, if you distract someone, oh, I was distracted by the bird. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> See, if you're distracted by something, sometimes you can miss something over here that you needed to see. And distraction, as I said, the enemy is a master of distraction. He'll get us focusing in on something so that we miss what God's trying to say over here and what God's trying to emphasize. And I believe there's a truth here that the Spirit of God wants us to see and wants us to remind ourselves of. In Acts chapter 6, the whole chapter, over and over again, there is an emphasis on being full. Stephen was full. This idea of him being full is repeated in this passage. If God repeats something, there's a reason. If he keeps emphasizing it in this passage, he wants us to see there's a reason things happened through Stephen the way they did. It wasn't just because God just randomly chose Stephen. It's because Stephen put himself in a position where God could manifest through him. He, he, he put himself in a position where God could use him as a vessel. And uh, now let, 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 let's, let's look up a little bit. There's a, there's a verse that God brought to my attention. and In fact, this is what drew me to Acts chapter 6. Because I just kept having this, this particular phrase going around in my heart. It wasn't even looking at Acts chapter 6. And I, I just kept having this heart, this phrase go around in my heart. And, and, and I, I knew, I, I kind of realized where it was from. And I went and looked in Acts chapter 6. And this is where the Spirit of God began to direct me on some things for tonight's message. But uh, I want to I read you this verse. And it, it, it's so simple, we miss it initially. But I'm going to draw some things out of it. And so we read after that was Acts chapter 6 and verse 8. I want you to just go back to verse 3. Acts chapter 6 and verse 3. And it says this. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, uh, whom we may appoint over this business. Now, this is the apostles that were speaking here. They, they were looking for, uh, basically, they needed some health ministers. They needed some people to get involved in the ministry. And uh, uh, they, they laid out some qualifications. They said, seek out from among you seven men of, and the first one, good reputation. The second one, full of the Holy Spirit. And the third one, the idea of full, full of wisdom goes through. So good reputation full of the Holy Spirit and full of wisdom. And, and, and many people know this. And, and so they found Stephen and, and, and six others and they appointed them and they put them into position. But I was reading this and, 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 and I began to think about, this is Acts chapter six. This is very early on in the book of Acts. This church was, what, was in a state of what today we would refer to as revival. So this is not long after Acts chapter 2, where the Holy Spirit was poured out. This church is growing. God is moving in, in this church. 
not just a local church, but the whole church situation. You've got the apostles, they, they've got, they, they're, they're expanding, there's new people being born again. This is an alive church where God is manifesting and God is moving and God is using people. And the apostles stand up and they give these three characteristics that they want. They, they say, find some people that have these three characteristics. Good reputation, full of the spirit, full of wisdom. Now, I looked at that list and I thought to myself, that's not the most complicated list of characteristics. They don't list out 45 different qualifications that, that you would, you would you know, be difficult to find. I looked at this list and I thought, surely every Christian should be, should be at least two in this list <laughs> and preferably all three. Surely every Christian should be of good reputation. Surely every Christian should be full of the spirit and, and have some of the wisdom of God functioning in their life. And I began to think to myself, why in a church that is in revival would, would they have to say, look amongst yourselves and find somebody who is of good reputation and, and who's full of the Holy Spirit and of wisdom? Surely they all should have been. The, the apostles are not saying go all over, all over town and go and ask the unsaved and all the, you know, all the Gentiles and go and search all over. He's talking to the church. He's talking amongst you. And this is the phrase that kept going on around in my heart that drew me to this verse. Seek out from among you. Seek out from among you. And the Spirit of God drew it to my attention. Why did they have to look for people who were full of the Spirit? Why did, why did they have to look in this group and say, find me someone who is full of the Spirit? All of them should have been full of the Spirit. All of them should have had all of these characteristics. But you see, this is where you begin to realize some things. That, that a lot of Christians are along for the ride. A lot of Christians are, are, are enjoying the move of the Spirit of God. But they're not in a position themselves where God can do some things through them. Sometimes it is a little bit more rare amongst us to find people who are already full. It shouldn't be. Church should be the place you find everybody full of God. But you see, in this chapter, it seems unusual to me that they should say, look amongst yourselves and find the ones that are full. And find the ones that are, and the other characteristics, good reputation and wisdom. But I want to emphasize full there, full of the Spirit. Find the ones that are full of the Spirit. And this chapter goes on and it shows us God moving and manifesting through Stephen. And, and, and it, even verse six, two, oh, sorry, verse five, two verses later, it emphasizes, it says, they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Again, I read that and I think this is only Acts chapter six. This is right at the start of the church. Surely they should all be full of the Spirit. Surely they should all be full of faith. Surely that should be the general characteristics of every person in that building or in that place amongst them. But it wasn't. They had to specifically say, find me someone who's full. You see, we're often not as full as we should be. So, and, and, and just like the apostle said, seek out from among you those that are full. I believe I hear the spirit of God has been saying, I am looking for the ones that are full.
It wasn't just the apostles that were looking for the full ones. This is God looking for the full ones. God is, I believe, the spirit of God. You see, we know the Bible talks about the, the, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro. We, there's different scriptures. But when it comes to looking at the church, when it comes to looking at believers, I believe the spirit of God is looking for the ones who have put themselves in a position where they are full. Full. Not everybody is as full. Very often we don't maintain this. We might drive in, get a bit full of God, and then we get distracted and our lives come up, our priorities come up. How did Stephen get full? This is the question. Now, it doesn't show us in the passage, but let's look at some things in the Word. How would a person get to a place where they are full? Well, I don't believe it's automatic. I don't believe, and I don't believe it's just an, a divine act of God that God chose to fill them up. I believe how full we are, and the Bible, I believe the Bible backs this, is, this up. How full we are is in our hands. It's up to us how full of God we want to be. Now, throughout the New Testament, there's a message of being, being full of the Spirit. Be being filled. Maintain the fullness. And being full of the Word. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. Jesus talks about abide in me. My Word abide in you. It's all kinds of things in the Word of God. But it's put into our hands how full we are. It's very much up to us. So it, 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 why was Stephen full? I believe there was something about this man that he put himself in a position where he was full of God and he maintained a life of being full of God. Let's look at some things here in the Word. Matthew chapter 5. See, I believe the Spirit of God wants to re-emphasize, as we've been talking about miracles, as we've been talking about the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes people, they're wanting God to flow through them. They're wanting God to manifest through them. And they find things don't happen. And they think, well, why? And they begin to look for complicated reasons and big, deep answers and come up with new the theologies and all kinds of philosophical ideas. Sometimes it comes down to the simplicity of the fact that we are not as full of God as we should be. We're not living full of Him, full of His Word, full of His Spirit. Now, I spent time doing a series on full of, full of the Word, full of faith, full of the Spirit, full of power. But these are not just good teachings. I believe that series was birthed out of the Spirit of God wanting to emphasize some things. And it's why He's drawn me back to it tonight. It's why He's drawn this. He's, for, for me, in order to deliver to you, He has highlighted this truth. And he's shone the light on this and he says, this truth right here, this is something I need my people to get a hold of. I want my people to understand the, 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 the need and the importance of being full of me. See, we get distracted. We get sidetracked. We get focused on other things as times, as weeks, months, and all the different things going on on the planet at the moment. We become so caught up in 101 different things. And like I said, the enemy's a master of distraction. I think the enemy, he doesn't mind if you, you know, if he can't get you to backslide, he'll get you to slow down. He'll get you to plod along as an average Christian.
just to go through the motions, but don't do his kingdom any harm. <laughs> the, the enemy's kingdom. The enemy knows that the more full of God we are, the more God is going to manifest through us. The more full of his word we are, the more full of his spirit we are on a day to day basis, the more God can manifest through us. So the enemy, he's quite happy. You're a Christian. He's not going to get you to backslide, but he'll get you so sidetracked that you don't maintain a life of being full of God. And when you want to lay hands on the sick, there's no anointing to flow through you. When you want to, when you want to minister, nothing happens or very little happens or a little trickle happens through you. But you see, we're living in the days of revival. <laughs> Yeah, we're living in the days of revival. People say, well, you know, we want revival to come. They, they, but they say, you know, God, you, you said revival. God's looking for vessels to bring revival through. God's looking for people who will place themselves in a position that his spirit can manifest through them and that his word can come out of their mouths. He He's prepared us. He's got, he gets you born again. He gets you gives you the Holy Spirit. He gets you all the tools into your hands. But now as believers, he wants us to be to 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 to, to get into the position where we are full of his word, full of his spirit, and he can use us the way he wants to. There has never been a generation on this earth where it is more important than it is today for believers to be full of God. We, there are scriptures where Paul talks about the fullness, the fullness of God in the body of Christ, in the church. I believe we're coming toward that. I believe God wants to manifest his glory. He wants to manifest his presence. He wants to pour out his power like never before. But he is, there's, there's something he's looking for from us. And one of those things is this truth right now. Just like the apostle said, look for the ones that are full. I believe this, the heart of the father is looking for the ones who are going to place themselves in a position to be full of God. Let's look at some things. I want to read this. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6 says this. Blessed are those, or blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. There's a couple of words I want to emphasize in, in this passage. The first one, is, it says, for they shall be filled. That word filled, it's used a number of times elsewhere in the Bible. And, it, and it's, it's used in a, in, a, in a kind of a practical, natural sense where people ate food and they got full. It's used, that exact Greek word is used uh, when Jesus multiplied the loaves and the fishes. And it says that in Matthew 14, 20, it says they all ate and were filled. In other words, it's talking about someone who just keeps eating and eating. It's not, they're not having a snack. They eat until they are full. Have you ever eaten like that? Have you ever been so hungry that you just think, man, I could just eat, eat, a, eat a whole cow right now or whatever, you know, eat, eat a whole vegetable bush if you're vegetarian. But, you know, he gets, I'm so hungry, I just want to eat, 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 eat. And you just put a big plate of and food in front of you. You think, that ain't even going to fill me up. And you just eat because you're so hungry. But you reach that point where you're, you're, you're stuffed full. <laughs> stuffed full. Okay? That, that's that word. It's talking about the, the, the people that are hungry are the ones that will get full. 
How did Stephen get full? I believe he was hungry. I believe there was something about this man that he drove in to get full of the word, full of faith. He, he spent time getting full of the spirit of God in his life. And that's why he was in position, ready to be used in a remarkable way. This man saw into heaven and saw the glory of God. I mean, this is remarkable. But you see, there's a principle there. Those who are hungry, those who hunger and thirst shall be filled. Those words hunger and thirst in that passage, the word hunger there talks about someone who has a deep craving. They crave, they famished, and or we might say starving. It's not just talking about a little tummy rumble where you have a quick little, little snack bar and you think, oh, that's better. I feel better now. It's talking about someone who is so starving on the inside that they just, they just, they just want to eat anything they can get their hands on. I've got to have food. And the word thirst is, is a similar word. It's talk the meaning, one of the meanings of the word there's talking about someone who painfully feels their want for something. Okay? They're, they're so thirsty, they're like they're famished, starving and famished and just desperate. The word means eagerly longing for. Their soul is eagerly longing to be refreshed. This is this is this is something that's often not lacking. This is, is not present. It is lacking. This is one of the reasons people are not as full as they they, they can be. There's not as many hungry people. They're not. They they. We get hungry for a season, and then the enemy distracts us. We get hungry for a little bit, and just when we're about to have a breakthrough, the enemy comes in with distraction and fills our time, gets us busy, gets our attention on other things. But you see, to get filled, to reach that place of being full, you have got to get really hungry and keep eating. You've got to get starving. You've got to get famished. And here's the question. How hungry, how hungry and desperate are you to get things to manifest in your life? To what level are you willing to give yourself to begin to say, I am so hungry. I am going to get this. I'm going to drive in. Many people are casual with a lot of the things of God. Now, I'm not giving this message to condemn. I'm giving this message because I believe God is saying we need more full people around. We need people that will place themselves in a position to get full. This is a day. This is a time to be hungry. Now, this might be not, not the, my normal kind of message, but this is what the Spirit of God stirred on my heart as I was preparing. Seek out among you those who are full. That's what he's looking for. He says, I want to find the ones who are going to place themselves in a position to be full of me. They are the ones he can then manifest. They are the ones he can bring revival through. See, we're praying for revival. God's looking for vessels he can flow revival through. He's looking for the ones that will be driven to their knees to cry out to God. He's looking for the ones that will place themselves in a position where they will saturate themselves in the word of God, where they will cry. See, Proverbs talks about people who seek wisdom like treasure. They search for it. They give themselves. There's something that it's like hidden treasure that they are going to, Keep digging for and keep pressing for and keep wanting. There is this message in the word of God. There are some things you've got to search for and give your everything to find it. 
There are some things that you've got to say, I am willing to put some other things aside so that I can get where I need to go and where God wants me to be. Those who hunger and thirst, not just those who snack, not just those who just take sips and then move on because other things are priority. Sometimes in order for God to use you in this way, in order for God to manifest himself through you, you've got to place yourself in a position for him to move through you like this. And that means seeking the things of God like hidden treasure, a hunger that drives you in and a thirst for more of him. Let me read you a couple of scriptures here. Psalm 63 in verse 1. I'm not going to go long tonight. I want you to catch, catch the spirit of this message. This message is designed to make you more hungry. This message is about getting you more hungry. So that's something. And I believe that there are people who will listen to this, that your heart, something inside your heart will go, yes. Now your head might think, I'm so busy. I don't know how I can do that. But something inside your heart. See, if, that, if, if, you're, if the spirit of God begins to say to you, yes, get hungry like this. God's not trying to place a burden on you that you can't fulfill. You might say, but my head, I'm so busy, I can't do this. This is part of the strategy of the enemy. This is part, the enemy gets us so busy that we can't get this full of God. Then we wonder why revival's not happening. Well, if, if the enemy can busy all the Christians up like this, I mean, if he can busy you up, then he can busy the next Christian up. If he can busy 10 Christians up, he can busy 100 of them up. And just get us so focused and distracted. But God's, the Spirit of God is, is looking. His eyes are searching out. He said, I want to seek out among you the ones that will place yourself in a position to get full. Full, saturated full. Let's read Psalm 63 verse 1. It says, Oh God, you are my God. I, see, I shall seek you earnestly. My soul thirsts for you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh yearns for you. Notice these. These are strong words. Thirsts, yearning for you. And then he says, in a dry and weary land where there is no water. See, the illustration is given of a place that's just dry. There's no water. And he says, in that place, I am thirsty for you. I recognize I want your, your, your liquid. To quench that thirst. Psalm 143 verse 6 says, I stretch my I stretch out my hands to you. My soul, my soul longs for you. My soul longs for you as a parched land. My soul longs for you as a parched land. Same illustration given there, recognizing I'm not as I'm, I'm not as full. I'm dry. I want to be filled more with your presence, Father God. I want to be filled more with your word. I want to hunger and thirst after the things of God. This type of hunger is a lot more rare than it should be. But the Spirit of God is calling hearts. He's seeking hungry hearts. He's seeking the ones that this hunger will drive them to lie on their faces and cry out to him. He is seeking the ones who, who, who that hunger will drive them to, to spend time in his word and to get into the things of God to this level. 
And the enemy will tell you, oh, but you don't need to give yourself this much to God. You know, you know, don't take that too seriously. You know, I've got other things to do in life. See, that's not the spirit of God. The spirit of God is looking for the ones who are going to put themselves in a position where they will get filled. And they are willing to pay a price to sacrifice, to put some other things aside, to get on their knees, get on their faces and cry out to him. God, I want more of you in my life. Fill me with more of you. Saturate me with more of your presence, Father God. Pour out your spirit. Pour, fill your church. Fill this land. Fill the people. But it starts with an individual crying out for more of God in their life. Imagine what it would be like if a lot of us did this. Man, you talk about a revival. You know, I, was, I was thinking about uh, Joshua in the Bible. Exodus 33 is very interesting. This is before Joshua was leader. This is, this is much earlier on in Joshua's life. Every night again in Exodus, through the ministry of Moses, you see Joshua's name pitch up. And he's always in a very interesting position. Because Joshua, when Moses went up the mountain into the glory of God. Now remember, Moses is up in the mountain and the people are making an idol down below. Where was Joshua? Joshua was halfway up the mountain. God, Moses was the only one supposed to be there, but Joshua had gone with him and he camped halfway up the mountain. <laughs> Here's another example. Look at this man, Joshua. Capture something about the type of person he was, because then it'll make a lot of sense why he was the man that God chose to take them into the promised land. Look at this man. Exodus 33 verse 9 says this, it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle, that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle and the Lord talked with Moses. So it's talking about in the tabernacle. And so far, we're only seeing Moses, 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 Moses. God is talking to Moses. Verse 10, all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door and all the people rose and worshiped each man in his tent door. So all the people would look at the tabernacle and they'd see the glory of God has come onto this tabernacle because Moses had entered in and God was talking to Moses in the tabernacle. Verse 11 says, so the Lord spoke to Moses face to face. I mean, we look at Moses, and we go, whoa, that's incredible. As a man speaks to his friend. So you've got the people watching this. You've got Moses experiencing it. Where's Joshua? The next, the next phrase tells you. It says, it says, the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And he, Moses, would return to the camp. So Moses would come in, the presence of God. God would speak to him and Moses would leave the presence of God and go back into the camp. Notice this. But his servant, Joshua. But. There's a contrast here. Moses spent some time in God's presence. He'd go back to the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of young, son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. His servant Joshua did not depart from the tabernacle. Where was Joshua? He was in that tabernacle while the glory of God was talking to Moses. And God was talking to Moses. Joshua's right there too. We often don't think about this. But 
you've stayed there. He said, I don't want to leave the presence of God. I don't want to leave the tabernacle. This is a man. You begin to realize this guy's hungry. We're not told a lot about him at this stage in his life, but you realize Joshua is hungry. He doesn't want to depart from the tabernacle. He stays there. Is it any wonder when God looked for the next leader, he found the man who didn't want to be anywhere else but his presence. And he said, that's the man that I can manifest and I can be with him like I was with Moses and took them into the land and they were able to win those battles. This man put himself in a position to be used by God like that. See, we look and we think, oh, God just randomly chose Joshua. No, look up the lead up to this man. God found a man among them who wanted to spend time in his presence, who got full of him, full of God. I, I just sensed the spirit of God was stirring in my heart as I was preparing this message today. I really sensed the spirit of God stirring in me. Seek after this. Don't let go of this until you've got it. This is why I'm re-emphasizing this truth that I talked about a few months ago. We talked about getting full. But you see, like I said, we, we then go on to other truths and we hear other truths at other meetings and our churches and, our, you know, 101 other things. And, and they're all good truths. But there's something here God wants us to see. And he says, do not let go of this until you've got it. Do not make it a priority to get full of God, to saturate in his presence, become hungry enough. Because there has never been a time on this earth where it is so important as it is now for believers, for the church, for the body of Christ to get full of the word and full of his, his spirit and full of his presence, full of God. Because God wants the church filled with the fullness of God. God wants to manifest his glory through us on this earth. But he is looking amongst us, just like the apostles, seek out amongst them the ones that are full. The spirit of God is seeking out amongst us the ones that are filled. The ones that are going to place that, that are hungry enough to place themselves in a position to get completely full of the word of God and the spirit of God. And I believe that as that happens, we will have more Stevens arise. We will have more who begin to arise who are full of the word and full of power and full of the spirit. And God will do mighty signs and wonders through those individuals. But it will not be because God just randomly chose them. It will be because they placed themselves in a position to be used by God in that way. And God found a vessel and found a man and a woman that he could manifest himself through in that way. Amen. Now, there's many other things I could say, and I'm not going to go on for the sake of going on tonight. This is the message that the Spirit of God put on my heart to deliver, and I've delivered it. It's up to the hearts to begin to respond and to begin to say, yes, I, I, I am going to be in that hungry crowd. I am going to be that one that is that hungry. And you may have been hungry in the past, 
and gotten full and driven in. And then you have become sidetracked and you've cooled off and you still go to church. You still do stuff. You still would regard yourself as an on fire Christian. But you know on the inside of you that there's something inside crying out and pulling you to get closer. God would not put that desire inside of people for nothing. The Spirit of God is not putting that desire in there because he's stupid. He knows some things. He knows that he is looking for Christians that will get into position that he can manifest his glory and revival through. It's the hungry ones. Now's the time to get hungry. To seek after him like you've never sought him before. To get on your face. To get in his word. To begin to get a hold of the truths and understand the things of the word of God. See, it's got to be the word and the spirit. Get in his presence. Get in his word. Saturate yourself and say, Father God, I'm going to put myself in a position to be a vessel that you can manifest through. And like I said, I believe we'll have more Stevens arise. If we will do this. Amen. So God bless you. I'm uh, just going to leave that with you at that point, at, at that place right there. And I'm going to thank God. If you have it on your heart, share this message with some people. But the Spirit of God draws us back to things like this because there's something here we need to keep reminding ourselves of and get a hold of and walk in. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you. Lord, I thank you for the truths of your word. I thank you for the power of your word. I thank you, Father God, that, that, that you put this on my heart. I believe that you put this on my heart tonight. I've delivered it. And, I'll, and I thank you that, 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 that the hungry hearts, the right hearts will hear this and it, it will feel stirred by this and will begin to realize they've let it slip. They need to get back into this. Because now is the time to be hungry and now is the time to be thirsty. And now is the time to begin to cry out and begin to seek out and begin to spend time in the face of God. Like Joshua who didn't want to leave the presence of God. And we thank you, Father, for that. That as, the, the, as we begin to do this, I thank you that you respond and you do your part and you manifest and you pour out yourself through these people and through the individuals. And I give you the glory and the honor. This is for your kingdom. This is for your glory, Father God. And we thank you, Father God, that as we do this, as we get full, I believe mighty things will begin to manifest through those individuals in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Take that. Let it stir your heart. Amen.